Seeking the Middle Seat, a podcast where we explore connection where you might not think it exists. I'm your host, Andrea, and I've always believed there is connection to be made when you sit next to someone and really take in their story. So every couple of weeks or so, I'm taking the middle seat. I'm listening in on someone's story because I know that the middle seat holds healing and acceptance and laughter and community if we just stay open and remember that we belong to each other. I hope you'll listen into each and every episode and that you'll find yourself moving in to hear the magic in the middle seat. On this episode, I'm interviewing Brie Luganville. She is a photographer and body positivity activist. Her photography business is called The People Picture Company. It is gorgeous. She also runs the Better Body Image Conference which is a source of information and events and resources that surround the topic of body positivity. She had an event last Friday that I already posted about on my Facebook page. She took body positive portraits um, and had like a little wine and snack and portrait taking session. It looks awesome. You can see some of those portraits on her Facebook page. She has another event coming up soon. It's a movie screening. I watched the trailer for the movie, and even just that little tidbit was super intriguing. So look for that event on her Facebook, too. I, of course, link to that in the show notes as well. Bree does such amazing work and has a passion. She just speaks to my soul in the work that she's doing. People who know me really well know that I have struggled with body image my entire life. And have there been body positive role models like Brie and a whole concept of body positivity around when I was a little girl, maybe that wouldn't have been the case. She talks about a jillion resources in our conversation and and I've linked to every single one in the show notes. I've linked to a couple of people that you should immediately follow on Instagram that are kind of in this space as well. Listen for Brie's tip on how to work some body positive imagery into your child's social media or your own for that matter. We're looking at it all the time. So body positive imagery can help all of us. I thought it was a brilliant idea, this little easy tip. So listen closely for that. Brie talks about incredible resources for girl empowerment, including two camps this summer for older girls that I had never heard of. Um, Brie also had one of the most unique favorite things I have ever heard of. That's one of my favorite parts of the show, and she surprised me with this one, so I linked to that one. Um, Every single link, every single thing we mention or talk about is all in the show notes at my website, so be sure to go there. I usually throw in some links and some other things that I just love or things we didn't talk about. So basically, the show notes are like a little gift-wrapped basket of awesome, so go there. They're all set up for you like a fresh fruit bouquet without the melon. It's just, I don't like melons. (laughs) So it's all there like a little gift basket tailored to you. I'll talk about my takeaways from our conversation at the end of the interview. So listen all the way through. And when you're done, share the show with a friend. You don't want to keep this good stuff to yourself. The middle seat community is growing. So let's keep it going. This episode is also full of dogs barking and doors slamming because it was a holiday when we recorded and all the Lenskos were home. The four-legged Lenskos, the two-legged Lenskos, the reptile Lenskos, all of them. So we recorded amidst the real life of it all. So now here's the real life interview with Brie Luganbell. 
So today on the podcast, I have Brie Lugenbell, and I'm so excited to hear about your work and all the things that you do. So let's start out with you saying who you are, just a little intro of who you are and what you do. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. <laughs> so fun. Um, so yeah, my name is Brie. I am a positive... I am a positive body image um, activist, and so I really like to empower all people, women, um, men, and children, to embrace their body mm-hmm. and love where it is today and where what it will become, and mm-hmm. just make people feel better about that. And through that, I like to give people resources within the community that they connect, connect with, mm-hmm. because it is a mental and physical health um, issue as well as a so- social change issue because our society doesn't really have a good place for this sort of talk or this sort of thing that people go through and struggle yeah. with. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I I kind of became passionate about it in pro- high school and then through college okay. too. I did different essays and kind of photo projects to push the envelope of what we really think beauty is and what it should be yeah uh, versus what the media (laughs) or even the advertising agencies show us um and yeah it's been it's been a ride I've had my own personal journey so I try to take everything from that and um show people that we all have our personal journeys with it it's a journey that will continue because Mm -hmm. we're always going to be changing um whether it is your body or just your uh, inner beauty as well and yeah so I'm excited to just yeah. talk more about that but that's a little bit of what, what, you do. what I do yeah. So, yeah so you had mentioned I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about your journey sure. that Definitely. led you to this work because it feels um like when I was looking at your website and things that you've done it um I think someone could only find this passion with a story yeah. behind it so tell me a little bit about what got well, you to this point definitely I'm so I'm very open about this I think I even had an article on the Rapidian when I first did something in the community about my personal journey so it's up there awesome <laughs> but yeah so personal journey is um start back to even when I was born I was born with a syndrome um it's called Beck with Wiedemann syndrome okay and what happens with it is most people are born with one side of their body being a little bit bigger than the other. Mm-hmm. Very normal. But this syndrome was, it's very, um, very, very different. Some babies even are born with organs on the outside of their bodies. I didn't get that one, luckily. Okay, yeah, um, thank goodness. <laughs> but it's the same syndrome, so but, it could be like different degrees of severity. Yes, Okay. yes. And so I was born with that, and they had to um, kind of monitor me a lot. I went through a lot of physical therapy when I was younger uh-huh. and um, always feeling asymmetrical to a point that was noticeable and was hard for me because yeah. a lot of what's shown and seen is very symmetrical you have to be this certain type of body or this certain way and it's a lot of pressure especially on girls and women and so um I struggled with that a lot I never thought I was very beautiful growing up and then having to wear like a let's see here having to put stuff in my shoe I think it was like a little lift I was supposed to do that and I just hated them I never wanted to put it in there of course as a kid my poor mother trying to get me to do that (laughs) yes um 
So yeah, and there there was other physical issues too. I had to have my kidneys monitored for quite a while just to make sure that no issues happened with them because of the difference. And um, I got ultrasounds all the time. I thought it was normal to get mm-hmm. ultrasounds every year. And I would be like, oh, you don't have to go into the doctor and do that? Oh, yeah. so learning as a kid. Wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so what made me really passionate about that was my struggle and seeing that um, whether it is a type of medical issue or not, every woman I kind of came into contact with seemed to have something that they disliked about their body or they were told didn't look right. Yep. Um, And being of what happened to me, I was very passionate about, man, I can't even imagine what other people are going through. This is what I did, but everyone's got their own story and this needs to be talked about and we would look, I remember just the, looking at um, magazines or also movies that people are in and mm-hmm. whether it was a cartoon movie or whether it was with real people, there was a certain type of beauty that was always shown as what's the best type. Yeah. And I just, that does, that does affect you as a child and, and then it goes through until you're an adult and it has severe effects. And so how can we as people help prevent this from happening to our children but how can we heal ourselves since we've already gone through something like that yes um so that's kind of where that came from and so my first activism within the Grand Rapids community was 2014 and I did a campaign called go boldly love your body okay and it was a response to the plastic surgery associates billboards that were go confidently and it had black and white pictures of like a flat photoshopped stomach or a photoshopped face uh-huh. or even a down angle on someone's breasts uh-huh. <laughs> showing these enhancements and saying go confidently we are experts in tummy tucks we're experts in botox we're so, oh my so that was everywhere around 131 and i saw these and i went i don't know why they are so playing off of our insecurities this yes. is pretty blatant i'm thinking of all the women because i would pass by it every day to go to work and think of all the women doing going to work and seeing this and every morning and every evening mm-hmm. <laughs> and going great i'm i'm basically being forced to face my insecurity at the beginning of the day and yeah. at the end of the day um and so i organized a protest underneath one of the signs in a safe area um and i had different people model for me on photoshop photos mm-hmm. and just go boldly love your body text written on there mm-hmm. and the response was large we had i think we only had 15 people pro- that protested with me but we had um i don't know we had like over 100 people photographed oh my gosh um, so i saw that there was a huge need in this community a lot of people were excited some of the people i have met then are still in my life today and we do yeah. lots of things together um so that was my first kind of activism thing and the great thing was they changed their billboards did they really so they don't have pictures like that anymore they changed them to at first illustrations of just uh-huh who knows what and just the words and now i think they are people but they're actual real customers okay which is better to me and it doesn't play off people's insecurities yeah so is it the same slogan same slogan okay so i, mean, I still can't, don't want win it all right i know, I know. <laughs> baby I, steps yeah no confidence. yeah <laughs> And so, and I understand, yeah, so I understand why they use that slogan, but at least they're 
showing these are actual customers versus here's an insecurity of yours. Let's, right. but still little, little bits at, at a way. Um, so I, and I remember going through it and being very scared because I didn't know. I also work sometimes in the corporate world and if some mm-hmm. people would get upset and I did have like someone who participated, who is a big person in my, uh, in the community. Um, she had someone approach her and say, I can't believe you like participated in this you know that this person owns X, Y, and Z, and it should be, it's not a good thing to do this. And she just, I remember, did not care. She's like, no, you don't understand. I'm not going to talk to you about this to that guy. So it was really cool that she was very supportive of it, and even though people came to her, even it was not even, it didn't matter to her. It mattered to her to support the cause, which was great. That's incredible. Um, so that was my first thing that happened in 2014 with this type of my first bigger thing mm-hmm. in the community. And so then um, I kind of took a little bit of a break from big events mm-hmm. for a little bit. And I would still do little events. But then I met someone named Connie Flax. Mm-hmm. She's a ballerina at the Grand Rapids Ballet. Okay. And we decided to do a conference together. Um, we both had a similar passion. She actually stumbled across my Go Boldly um, campaign, mm-hmm. um, and that was in 2014, and she found it, I think, in 2017, and she was like, hey, I saw that you did this in the community, and I want to do something like this, too, with mm-hmm. this sort of um, message. Let's meet. So we met at the Lantern and then we just said, let's do this. And in six months, we had our first conference. Oh, my gosh. In March of 2018. <laughs> it was a crazy wild ride. But she's she, she and I were very determined and also hard work ethic. And so yeah. we just got it done. Um, and so we had 65 participants. We had sponsors like Spectrum. Um, we wow. had uh, um, Pine Rest. Um, even this company called Timberland Knolls, which does a lot of work with Pine Rest, but they are located in another state, so mm-hmm. they drove up. So it was really cool to see the response of a lot of people that seems like there's a huge community here that does this type of thing, and there's a lot of different individuals that have their own businesses around um, this type of idea of better body image. But we wanted to create that network to yes. connect not just those businesses together, but also people in the community that need those resources so they know hey these are your people yeah um so that's phenomenal (laughs) it's all of it i guess ride (laughs) so excited when anyone but women specifically feel a tug to do something like you saw that billboard a million people drive by those billboards and they were like well that's a dumb billboard Mm -hmm. and they just keep going with their day but when somebody sees something and they're like, you know what, I could make a dent in that, and then you do it, it's just incredible to me to like, because that does seem like a scary thing to do when you probably haven't gathered a protest and yeah. before in your life. I'm guessing. Yeah, no, never. Yeah, <laughs> um, to so. stand by, you know, what feels like a very powerful company. I'm sure they have lots of resources <laughs> yeah. um, and are obviously local to this community and you're going to buck that system. And I just, it's just phenomenal. And, oh, thank you. and then I think when you do those things, you inevitably attract 
other people to you, like your partner mm -hmm. um, for the conference, who are like, well, if she can do this, I can do this, and let's do it together. And then it just becomes this like explosion of amazing, and I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I couldn't have done it it without her, and just all, without encouragement of other people in my life with, for any of the events. Yeah. So it's yeah. so cool. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I also firmly believe there must be. I don't know there must have been like a tipping point or something because I feel like either it's just more on my radar or something has kind of happened in the cosmos because yeah. I feel like I've seen your conference and I saw some other screening that I can't of course can't right now remember the name of but it was like a national movie screening that was kind of traveling around the country that was about body image um so there, do you feel like there's a like a movement in this direction? Like it's just we're kind of all ready for it? Or what do you feel like is going on that's making this more on the forefront? Yes, I 100% think there is a movement. And I think it started, I think it definitely started before me getting more involved back in 2014. But I think that it's been very consistent. Mm -hmm. And I think it just keeps ramping up and up and up. Um, locally and nationally uh i've even seen so i drove to chicago two weekends ago and i saw these big ads um on a building and it was someone who was deemed a plus size model but mm -hmm. we know what that really means it's just a normal average human mm -hmm. um but they had normal average people dressed for their campaign of bathing suits um and it was huge on a on a big building and I thought yes you would have never seen this like even a couple years ago yes um so I know that it's getting there even within that I think the advertising agencies are realizing if we don't change something about our campaigns we are going to lose consumers so we need to we need to change that part so yeah. um I know there's a new movie coming out and we're thinking of maybe showing this for our conference in 2019 called Straight Curve. Okay. And it shows and interviews models and some advertising agencies as well as other people in that work within that realm. Mm -hmm. And they are talking about the change. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of exciting because there is change. They're talking about their past experiences that were negative, but also how it is changing yeah and you can see it within the movie so that's a like super sneak peek but we are really excited for possibly showing that check out the previews there's some on vivo if you type in straight curve it's a really interesting movie um it's exciting but yeah cool. there, there's totally a change i think and especially in grand rapids i have met so many people there's um someone named emily martin who does anybody yoga and yes. meeting with her I just I just sent her a message because oh that she yes. just I don't know almost nothing about her but I was like whatever you're doing seems amazing yeah yes. I'm meeting with her this week too oh, very and cool I saw her and and I just thought oh my gosh this is great and so there's her amongst so many other people who are doing things that are similar and so I think 
I think a lot of people had the similar ideas and feelings at the same time, and now all our businesses are bursting, and now we're saying, oh, let's connect together. Yes. Oh, (laughs) that's wonderful. Yeah. Who, for your first conference, what types of people came? Like, what brought people in the door? Do you have a sense of that? Sure. So we had, um, so Grand Rapids Ballet, that Connie is a ballerina, works there. Yeah. Um, They were our fiscal sponsor, so they also had a lot of, um, they helped us advertise and use them venues so we had a dance I think we had like a dance not team but a dance class come from like an hour or so away that really was like loves the ballet and they brought their girls that were like 13 to Mm -hmm. 15 but um I think it was more it it worked well for their age but it was geared towards more like high school and above Mm -hmm. um so we had people from all walks we had people that were 50s we had some that were 60s we had um 30s some 20s and um everyone's at different walks of life Mm -hmm. so they could go to different workshops that we had and then also see the movie but um from the feedback we got it it said that 91 percent of people would attend again Mm -hmm. i think we had 25 people give us feedback out of the 65 and then it was very high rating. I think they rated the conference at a B minus. Mm-hmm. So for us, that's above average. We're yeah. happy about that. For and sure. Always things to improve. But um, well, it's your first one too that you put together in like five minutes. Yeah, so sure, like, sure. <laughs> but everyone seems <laughs> sounds amazing. Really happy. We flew in. Um, her name's Elena. She was the person who did the documentary film that we showed. But also, she is a great writer and speaker and filmmaker. And she came in from Italy and spoke awesome. for an hour as well, just about her work. And people could ask her questions. She's a huge activist. Um, and I guess this kind of goes into also my next thing besides better body image. I'm trying to do more um, speaking in workshops because I've done those workshops with um, the YWCA at their summer camps for Activism Academy. and other things but um trying to get people to learn how to be an activist and what you can do within your community Mm -hmm. um mine goes around the realm of positive body image but there's also just other ways that you can learn how to become your own community activist which Mm -hmm. we always need those yeah so well and i think people hear activist and they may think of a really specific thing like protesting or holding signs or whatever and there's other Um, realms to it yeah you can be a very kind of quiet activist you can use whatever your sphere of influence is or your platform or whatever to just constantly kind of convey a message I think um so yeah I think that's something that people get confused about or feel like it's too overwhelming or they just don't want to be that out there or whatever it can have its own connotation that can be a little uh can be a little scary or daunting and trying to show people that activism is just being oops, an involved community member. Yeah. That you're doing some sort of social change that you believe in. Yeah. So. And maybe even just being vocal if you can be that transparent about yeah. your own story like you are. Um, because I think people, you know, I might talk to my very close friends about um, whatever my body image issues are. But I think we often talk about it either like in really funny ways sure. or people just kind of assume they that everyone in the room feels the same way, like, oh, it's swimsuit season or whatever the season is or the issue is. We all kind of laugh about it. But I 
absolutely believe strongly that almost every woman I've ever encountered, like you said, has some issue, something they hate, some whatever. Um, and it could be this amazing connecting point, mm-hmm. I think, for women of any age, of any um, socioeconomic status, of any race. I think we all have, they might vary the issues, yeah. but I think they're all there. Um, and so if we did talk about them in maybe a little bit more serious terms mm-hmm. or um, were more transparent or honest mm-hmm. about our all of our own issues, um, what kind of magic could come from that? I mean, yeah. I just think more discussion would be so helpful. Yes. And yeah. cha- I mean, change starts with you and starts with the individual and even just... Um, having those conversations with people that you are close to in your life like okay I'm gonna go have coffee with one of my best girlfriends and we're gonna talk but even just starting it there and the way that you start to talk about your bodies you try to be more accepting and loving and validating your body for what it's been through mm-hmm. and saying this is a this is where I'm at and that I should be thankful for this parts of it it's still frustrating that say if you have an injury it's frustrating that I'm injured or frustrating that I'm going through this with my body but I love and respect my body and I'm going to try to be better about the talk because the talk whether it's negative self-talk about any part of yourself that doesn't always help you it just brings you down more yeah as women sometimes we can go oh look at this look at this wrinkle or look at this like part of me here and then we wait and see if someone else is going to make a comment because we're used right. to just saying, let's all do this together and then it's okay. Yeah. But it's not because it hurts ourselves. And so starting that with one-on-one conversations, whether it's as simple as that or just having a discussion about bodies or any kind of thing like that, it it helps. And you start from there and it just it has a ripple effect if you start with you and yeah. then you go from there. It's amazing how much change can really happen yeah so yeah what did you find was the most healing for you in your journey did you do anything specific that you felt like was really helpful to get kind of your current mindset of being more forgiving and loving of your own self for me it was because I'm also a photographer Mm -hmm. for me it was photography um either self-portraiture or I would have a good friend of mine we'd have like photo sessions where it was like me in front of the camera which was hard for me because yeah the camera shows it all the camera shows me exactly how my body is uneven and so um it was those pictures and starting I think it took a couple of years of having those photo sessions and then not just taking the picture and being in front of the camera but looking at it after and going from oh I don't like this I don't like this to I really like that and I'm happy that I've done this because I feel more confident and I feel not as afraid Mm -hmm. of my body as I used to or not as like Mm self-deprecating or detrimental but um I do think there is a therapeutic qualities to being photographed and looking at it after and it can be really hard at first Mm -hmm. but um if you have the right people that are taking your picture as well as the right picture or the right people that are around you to maybe see that together, mm-hmm. it can work. Um, I used to want to do, and I still would love to do this, phototherapy group sessions mm-hmm. where we would all meet for the first session and we would 
talk a little bit and then we would take some pictures and then the next session we would have prints of those pictures of Uh ourselves and we would see them and then instead of you starting with complimenting yourself because that's the hardest yeah people would compliment something about your picture that Mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't have even thought of Mm -hmm. and then it goes from there Mm -hmm. um but for those you got to get the right group too everyone needs to feel safe yep and everyone needs to feel loved um and so that's still something that might be in the works in the future but Yes, my journey. I always go off on tangents. But my journey started <laughs> with the photo. I think really the photo therapy of myself, as well as even just taking pictures, photojournalism wise, and kind of critiquing different different things. Yeah. Um, and thinking about it, journaling as well is very helpful. Or talking to a couple of people close to you. My husband's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always been very supportive and him, he's been there through like when I first started trying to feel better because just being so negative about my body to like where I am today and mm-hmm. having those support systems, whether it's a friend or a romantic partner is everything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I always think, like, if only I could internalize how my, like, best friends or family or my husband see me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I have I have days where I can accomplish that. Not always. But because um, they just, you know, the people that love you don't don't see a fraction of what we could critique in ourselves. Yes. I'm like, gosh, if I could just step outside myself. And look at myself through those lenses, like how wonderful that would be for all of us. Um, I mean, I think that the photo thing is is kind of trying to do that for yourself. And yeah. that photo therapy is fascinating. I think that would be so powerful. Because I've seen um, all the women that do, um, like, what are they called? Like boudoir shoots oh, or yes. whatever. Yeah. And I've had a few friends do those. And what an empowering experience it is where they are so nervous at first to get it done, but then they love it at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're just allowing yourself to be beautiful and you kind of get out of your head and yes. just do it. And, and to be free. Yeah. You're like freeing your mind and your body and just saying, this is me and I'm excited and happy and I'm going to do this because it's good for myself. And then looking afterwards and be like, oh my gosh, I want to keep doing this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know a lot of my friends are um, my age-ish, so like mm-hmm. 40s, yeah. um, and so we have kids, um, often girls, that are 12, 13, 14, 18, whatever, that age. And so I think a lot of things, like when we have kids, we you don't look at something until you have a kid and you're trying to convey it to your kid. So like, yes. you know, I always knew I didn't have a super awesome body image, but then you have a daughter and there's nothing like having a daughter to like put that... Lens up in front of you because you just absolutely don't want to pass that gift along to her. Mm -hmm. Do you have a sense of things that we should do, like language that we should change or resources that people should pursue if they're thinking about specifically like kids coming up um, and changing the way they might see themselves from an earlier age? Yes. Um, I would say just speech with like um, ha- speech with yourself and how you are talking about your body in front of them. Mm-hmm. Even if sometimes you don't feel it or 
you know, we have our hard days. You don't have to fake it and say, I look wonderful. They right. can tell that you're <laughs> yes. not really feeling See it. right through that, yeah. But just to not say even say those statements out loud around yeah. them is great because, I mean, kids, especially when they're even younger than teens, just mirror us. Yeah. They are watching everything we do. And um, so I would say starting with you, um, just making sure to say either positive things or just not saying it at all around Mm -hmm. them. And then as far as resources, there is an organization that I just met to called A Beautiful Me. They are based in, um, I think, the East Side area. Okay. But I've been talking with them, and I would love to develop this type of program as well. Um, It is for girls specifically – it's not just body positivity, but it's confidence, learning, working skills mm-hmm. as well. And um, there's some really awesome programming that they do to validate, like, I think it's 9 to 13-year-olds about mm-hmm. this is better speech. Um, there's actually programs, I know, I think there's programs here that are written from MEDA, the Michigan Eating Disorders Association. Okay. And they are trying to get into the schools with those programs, and it is about positive body image Mm -hmm. um and so they have those developed curriculums um so maybe soon in the future i know they've done a couple different classes um connie my business partner volunteered for them and she i think performed a couple of those classes as well oh cool but that is a resource that is local and here Mm -hmm. um so that could be great i would also recommend the um ywca because they do have not just the activism academies this summer, but they mm-hmm. have things called Becoming a Girl Boss. Oh, cool. And that's all about confidence as well as with, it'll deal also with beauty, um, positive body image, as well as how to be more of an entrepreneur too. But cool. um, it kind of mixes all into one because it's teaching them life skills, but also resources and better self-talk. Yeah. Um, and so there are, I think I have the dates in my email, but there are dates coming up for both of those. And at least with the Activism Academy one, I will be doing a workshop with them on kind of everything I'm talking about, too. Awesome. Um, so they're a wonderful, wonderful organization, and I've done stuff with them since my campaign in 2014. So, yes, very but, cool. But those are a, a few local and non-local and... Um, I mean, tell them they. I mean, kids are always on Instagram. I'm, if you ha, if you search the hashtag body positivity and uh-huh. just follow it, then in their feed there's going to be some really good content. That's um, an excellent idea because I was just I was just thinking about a couple of people that I follow on Instagram. Not the hashtag, but it's a couple of um, body positivity models and yeah. yoga instructors and other people that are just kind of in this realm and just having them on my feed has um given me better perspective I think yeah um and it's just a constant because we're constantly barraged by images that we're used to of you know really thin or super fit exactly. or whatever the usual yes. kind of and, and super long photo, flowing hair <laughs> photoshop enhanced yes. photos of an un like attainable self-image and body yes and even though like that's not my 
conscious goal. I don't think that's even my subconscious goal, but it's just the constant barrage of those images that we get so used to that when you do have something that doesn't match that kind of fake standard, um, it does kind of stop you. So if I'll scroll through and I'm like, oh, look at that amazing picture of that like totally normal sized person. <laughs> yes, it, yeah. it does kind of seem out of the ordinary, which is weird, but it also makes me think um, mm-hmm. each time I see that. So I think that's an excellent idea to have your kids, if they're on socials, yeah, even follow just hashtags hashtag. like that. And then there's, um, this is just someone that I follow that is very body positive, but also an entrepreneur that's, um, I think, I'm a little older than her. I'm 30. I think she's like 28. But Jenna Kutcher is her name. Yes. And so, yeah, she was her. she was recently in the news um, for, I think, someone critiqued her on, oh, why is, why is your husband with you because you look like X, Y, and Z? Terrible, terrible, terrible. And um, she fought back, and she's very good about showing this is me, and I love myself. And she mm-hmm. posts pictures of her in bikinis and everything like that. And so... I think she would be a great role model for young women to follow, too. Mm-hmm. She's very genuine. She's very, talks about her business, but also her life journey. And mm-hmm. it's a really good person to look up to in that respect um, for the body positivity, as well as, hey, this person is this really successful person for yeah. their work and life. And I shouldn't be scared because she can do it. I can do it, too. And yeah. Yeah, I follow her um, podcast, of course. Oh, yeah, the Gold Digger podcast, (laughs) yes. Yeah, Yeah. and I don't listen to every episode because it just doesn't apply, but a lot of them. um, And, yeah, I do like her story, and she's, she's also really good about, like, balance, like, which, I don't know if life-work balance exists, but, like, um, she doesn't live in a major city, she, like, lives somewhere, kind of, small town somewhere to be near family, like, her whole thing is kind of kind of great about just being connected to your support system and you can still be successful you don't have to like move to new york city and and do all of this (laughs) yes i know the life work balance i i have i have liked to call it a life work flow yes because i feel like there are seasons and not to say let's overwork but there are seasons where you might do a little bit more here but then there are seasons of where you're going to have more of your life and family Mm -hmm. and then less work so yeah. I think it's almost I think of it almost like a little ship that's rocking back and forth yeah. versus a balance because a balance to me is very much like this is what you need to do and this is what you need to do and I just don't think life is that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be half this and half that. Yeah, and that's the, yeah. life happens and work happens and yeah, that is for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of another um, a person that I'm having on the podcast. I think it's September. It's a ways out, but um, she's a super busy, successful person. Yes, so we had to schedule that far out. So it's um, Jessica Honiger from Noonday Collection. Yeah. So she, um, I used to be a Noonday ambassador a bunch of years ago. Um, but she now is kind of, she still runs Noonday Collection. Um, but she is coming out with a book and she kind of is more talking about herself and becoming this whole thing. Anyways. So she had posted, I swear this is related, she had posted something about, um, it was like before summer was happening, like maybe a month ago, something about how she was worried about um, never having thigh gap, like in her whole life. Like this has not been a thing and it's just been such a self con like a source of self-consciousness. And I think like people... She's just said it out loud. Like we don't talk, we don't sit around and talk about that. But she said it out loud and they like barrage of like supportive like that's just not a thing that people that a grown adult women have but it's talked about like it's this normal thing that we should all be like working toward 
But the simple fact that she named it, that it was an insecurity of hers, just brought this like rush of emotion from so many people that follow her and mm-hmm. had this whole like long thing about it and how unrealistic it is and yeah. how there's like all these products and like little shorts that people wear oh. that they don't talk about to like make themselves comfortable in the summer or whatever. And I was like, it's just the mere fact of naming something, yes. naming a problem that probably a lot of us have or an issue or not a problem necessarily. It's not negative, but a thing that we're all oh, hung up yeah. on. Yeah. And because she spoke it out into the world it we were all like oh yeah me too and then you could just all kind of heal over it you know what I mean yeah it's scary to be like the first person to say it and then you realize once you are like her wonderful brave soul like all these people feel the same or go through it too and so it's yeah I think it is just being more open and talking about it and I think it will become more normal to talk about it not that it's not normal but I think we have a societal norm and you just don't say certain things and we're learning we can change that we can say things differently and in a way also help support so yeah yeah. well also helping ourselves feel better and getting that support we're also supporting others by just saying it yes um, because they feel relief that okay someone else recognizes this and I feel the same I have the same issue that I have to deal with yeah so yes I love it all it seems like there's there's kind of hope there's like there's a light coming like around Mm -hmm. this issue because I know Mm -hmm. when I was growing up like this was not on anyone's radar screen in fact like I remember comments because of course these are the things that get ingrained in your brain like my comments comments from both of my grandfathers I remember exactly like the moment in the day that they were um, either saying negative comments about my weight or um, like joking in front of a lot of people or you know just awful awful things Um, and you know you just take that in like it's your job when you're a kid (laughs) and just carry that like like it's in a backpack for the rest of your time but now I feel like the more unacceptable it gets, the less, you know, grandparents will say awful things to their <laughs> granddaughters yes. about their weight. Or the less yeah. pediatricians will say awful things to their patients yes. about their weight. Or, you know, all of those things that are just so insidious that I think just stay with you forever. Yes. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And was I, oh, I thought about something while you were talking Grandparents. Um. Grandparents. Let's see here. Well, I remember in high school, this was like, um, so let's see here. This this guy was like, oh, you have a negative butt. I'm like, what does a negative butt meant that it went, like, it was inverted. Like, uh-huh. I, had, I had no butt to the point that it was concave. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yep. I just, and I remember it, and it, I mean, it's still here. I thought, I think about it, and I go, okay. So it's so sad because it's like on both sides of the spectrum, it's like you're you're almost like damned if you do or damned if you don't. Yeah. Like no matter what kind of body a woman has, it's going to be critiqued and there is no there is no ideal body. Yeah. It's just what this is just me. Mm-hmm. And um I remember I think that week I tried to eat a ton of junk food just to gain a little mm-hmm. bit and it's just we have different types of bodies and we should that's genetics we can't control that Mm -hmm. and we should just 
I wish back then I would know. It doesn't matter. And he might have just been actually, like, trying to flirt with me in a weird way. Because guys... Because they have no frontal love at that point. (laughs) And they just... They don't know. They just tease. And that was just, I guess, hit a spot for me. But, um... Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't... I wish that back then, too, it was a little bit different. Because I know I'm... Yeah, I'm 30, so I don't think things quite changed yet, mm-hmm. even. And so I'm just remembering other parts, too, because of your memory. But, yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm so glad that we've come where we have. Yes. <laughs> and that there are people that can speak out. Um, I do think with how much social media there is, that there still is, I think, amongst kids that are on it that comparison factor and it yeah. might be a little bit higher than it was for yep. me um because they're seeing only the you know you got the filters you got yep different lighting different angles um yeah and so everything is not actually reality on there yeah and it's hard yeah that's true some things have gotten better and some things have just gotten different and worse yeah yes so that's a good I mean that's another conversation to have with kids too like hey I'm sure remember that sometimes people only put the highlights on their social media social media is becoming better with people putting not always just the highlights but it's it's hard because it's comparison game at that point yeah this person's life looks like this and they look so happy and perfect with everything but we've all got our things we're going through know that that person probably has stuff going through you do too and no one's no one's perfect no one has the perfect life or body and we're all just trying to be together and be loved yep and go through it together in this (laughs) life we're trying yeah so yeah um (laughs) we will talk about your next upcoming events at the end and i will also link to all this stuff in the show notes so people can go and follow to your web page and other resources and stuff that we've talked about Mm -hmm. um but i usually wrap up with three questions so the first one is if people are looking for more genuine connection so either like one-on-one connection in their life or like in a larger community connection what do you what is one thing that people could do to create that for themselves if that's what they're seeking let's see here i recently now that i just had a child and he's one year old Mm -hmm. i've been better about connecting with my neighbors yes so i was so busy 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 hustle 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 with work and then that forces you to like take a step and back and just be for a little bit that i was um i had i had connected with my neighbors but i needed to have more of a genuine relationship so i would stop by um like ask before of course but stop by and give them some kind of baked goods mm-hmm. or you know my husband and I would be walking and they were having a fire outside and they're like hey come on over and talk and like, okay so spontaneous just like and um being able to say hello at first and then getting to the point of hey we're just walking by and you invited us in okay let's have a conversation yes um yeah that's huge so it's it's hard at first though because it's because you just have to kind of walk or I don't, I don't know, just be able to 
um, open up yourself a little bit and know, like, some sometimes people, especially in neighborhoods, aren't always comfortable, so it's okay if they yeah. say no. But um, someone will say yes because yep. they're searching for the same same thing, the same connection, the same community. You'll find your people. Yes. And so I like the neighborhood aspect part of it. I've been doing that a lot more than I used to. And um, it's been nice. Now we'll walk down the street and a couple different people will say hi or they're my son goes to daycare and in-home daycare on our street so a lot of the kids might know him so they'll run out and be like hi guys yes <laughs> and um it's just it's fun being more present in in your neighborhood it would be what I would yeah. say for my walk of life at this moment yeah well, I <laughs> so. think that's fantastic and it's shocking because I'm not an extrovert it might seem like it on my podcast but I'm not an extroverted person in like normal outside life yeah. <laughs> and so to like go up to my neighbors and be like hi I'm Andrea and, you know welcome yeah, or whatever no, feels yeah. really like Ugh, to me but have you read the or seen the book the turquoise table no what is that so I've actually not read the book but I've heard her talk about it, the lady that wrote it on um different podcasts and really all she did was put she got a picnic table painted it turquoise and put it in her front yard and would just sit at her turquoise table and like have a cup of coffee or read a book and or whatever be... and people just came and so now it's a thing that like people buy tables and she even has like a specific paint color from some paint company that's like the turquoise table paint and of course you wouldn't have to buy that but yeah um just the mere fact of like just sitting in your front yard or sitting in your front porch or whatever and I I realize this is not like a reality in some neighborhoods or whatever in some walks of life but my neighborhood is similar in that you could just sit out there and people will always show up People I know, hi. people and I don't for know. A second. Yes, yeah. yeah. You can bond over your kids or your dogs or your lawn or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> the weather, because um, I think people are craving that. So I love that in the neighborhood. Yeah, and you know what's funny? One of my neighbors has a table like that, except it's purple. No, it's not. It's pink. I love it. So she started that. That that could have been her inspiration yeah. last year, and so I I utilized that myself and said. Oh, I'm gonna go wanna have a picnic lunch. I'll bring my son. She has two daughters. Let's yes. just have a picnic lunch. She even pulled out a uh, little seat for little kids and mm-hmm. put it on there. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's magical. Mm-hmm. It really is. That's so smart. So get yourself a table. Yep. Paint it some funky color. <laughs> People will come. So the second question is um, where do you feel most genuinely seen or heard? And it could be a place. Oh, okay an environment, a particular type of person that makes you feel that way, whatever, wherever you want to go with that. But Okay. Oh, wow. That's... I know. I know. I'm trying to think. I always think that. I'm not sure I could answer this. I know. But this I is love a asking great it. question. <laughs> I like all of these. Oh, my goodness. Let's see here. Well, I think I might have a, f- I might have a few, maybe. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, definitely my home. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I really have tried hard to work on communication mm-hmm. we're getting I mean I think we're seven years in now and I think we're we're getting there mm-hmm. but I think that uh we both really try to make sure that we are seen and heard mm-hmm. from each other and I think we finally we're, we got that almost to a T now yeah. it's hard because you have yeah. your emotions and they have theirs and you want to make sure they can communicate their emotions, but their emotions might trigger yours, and uh, you get in yes. the whole cycle. But I feel like 
it's it's getting there and I would say definitely um, my home I'm very comfortable in I know that if I'm upset in any way I can always talk with him and I know that he will listen and always try to hear me and then mm-hmm. same way around and sometimes so I've told people this but sometimes it's like we're trying too hard to care for the other person and then we're missing each other because we're like no this needs to happen well this needs to happen yep and it's we're trying to care for the other person let's wait a second let's hear each other first yeah <laughs> yes oh it but, is work yeah. it's good work but it's work yeah we're 17 years in so I get it we're still working we're still there. Yes. I think it more some changes but definitely yeah. I've always felt very seen and heard there throughout the years yeah um, and which is good I think sometimes homes not aren't always like that. That's so. for sure. It's an absolute gift to yeah. have that as your safe space. Yeah. 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 And then I would say, I mean, any, I do like to do a lot of one-on-ones with other entrepreneurs or friends. I'm a very, like, I like one-on-ones or small groups instead of large. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like if I'm going to coffee with someone, that person knows that I feel very safe with them yeah I wouldn't go to coffee with someone I wouldn't so wherever we are that space I guess is more of that person instead mm-hmm. of a physical space it's just the people in my life that I have in my life are people that I feel seen and heard with yeah and so if we're talking about any conversation and it's any person that I'm spending time with I know that that is mm-hmm. so I'll say that's like a it's a very abstract, but, <laughs> but that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The people that you choose to spend that one-on-one time with are yeah. safe people that make that see and hear you. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So the last question is maybe my favorite. So, um, it, I just like to ask people about their favorite things. So this can be like deep and wide, or it can be like, mm-hmm. I love coffee or whatever. <laughs> it can be as light or as deep as you would like to make it. But I think people connect over favorite things, even if they mm-hmm. think they have nothing in common. Um, and I think it humanizes people. Um, so yeah. all, having said all that, what are some things that you are just loving? They're making your day yeah. right now. Um, I would say our coffee in the morning, we actually have, um, we roast our own beans no, nothing crazy. We use a whirly pop on the stove with that usually put popcorn in. And Interesting. And roast the green beans on there. And there's something about the actually roasting them yourself mm-hmm. and then drinking it that makes it so much more like, I don't know, you just have that cup and you're like, oh. Like the hard work maybe <laughs> that went amazing. into making that. Um, and so that's something I love, just the act of, roasting those beans and being able to have my own coffee in the morning or later on. I have questions. Yeah. Number one, do you have to keep cranking it the whole time it's roasting? You do. Okay. (laughs) And number two, (laughs) how long does that take? So it depends on what type of roast you want. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. If you want a lighter roast, it's less time. If you want a darker roast, it's more time. I think the most it's taken is like 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Like for a super dark roast. Um, but yeah, it's and again, it's it's a lot cheaper to get the whirly pop than like a crazy roaster. And so yeah. we just do it that type of style. And does it smell good? Yes, I it in 
I would definitely put on like a vent fan uh-huh. when you're doing it, <laughs> just because it can smoke out the house. Okay. And it might smell like coffee for a, a while in your house, but it's a lot of fun. And I think um, sometimes just the acts of having to physically do something, yeah, are some of my favorite things. Whether it's that or um, just a task that is physical. Let's see here, some that. I don't really like weeding, mm-hmm. but today I was weeding at all from all the cracks in our backyard of the yeah. cement, <laughs> and I did enjoy it just because it's like, I'm going to not think about anything. I'm yes. just going to do this task, yep. and then I have finished it partly, yes. but yes. I have halfway finished it, and it feels good just to have that. So just like a little sense of incom- accomplishment over a small, almost like meaningless task yeah. can feel really nice. Absolutely. Yes. And um, there's like a start and a finish and you can see your progress and yes, it's yeah. lovely. Yeah. That's a very silly favorite thing. Um, but <laughs> I like it. Little yes. Um, and then more so, so I really love thrift shopping. Do love you? It. You're the second person. I also <laughs> love thrift shopping. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's your favorite local thrift store? So Do you have a favorite? I go to mostly... Um, I, right now I go to mostly Goodwills, uh-huh. uh, and actually the one near where I live, the Clyde Park and 28th street uh-huh. one is actually, there's a lot of gems that I found there recently cause mm-hmm. it's kind of one that a lot of people might not think will have things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they get some overflow, but I've gotten stuff that was the limited and Taylor, uh-huh. um, just lots of different fun name brands and it's always exciting when you find that yes um i think i've for the past couple years only gotten jeans at goodwill Mm -hmm. so that's That's impressive it's been fun um i was side story i was taught by one of my so i used to work with special needs kids one-on-one too Uh back in college just as a side job and one family that i was with um I was with them for quite a while, like about three to four years. Mm-hmm. And so she, the mom, would always go to Goodwill, and she taught me her ways. Like, <laughs> she's love so it. good at it. Um, and she taught me her ways. Their child that I would watch with them, he loved going in there and just, like, playing around. And so we uh-huh. kind of go all together. But, man, I am thankful to you, Kathy. <laughs> because <laughs> she, she has, like, rules of thrifting. Yeah. I love it. Rules of thrift, thrifting. It's like sometimes you might not find any, but don't get discouraged. <laughs> Go back again. You'll probably find a gem. But, like, you screen through everything and, you know, just there's always a gem somewhere. So <laughs> That's so funny. But yes. She had it down to a science. And it was always goodwill. So Always goodwill. <laughs> That's yeah. probably why I'm like, okay. Sticking with the system. Yeah. I have to be in the mood for Goodwill. I do. Yes. I like Goodwill. I like that kind of sort of thrift store, but it, it's kind of like going to a department store. I don't always feel no. like going to a department and it's store. And t- it's time consuming. It's time you have consuming. to have time. Yeah. You have to have the patience of finding the gem and not getting discouraged and all of that. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I want more of like a little, like little boutique kind well, of. Well, and they've already made those pickings and so they have it all there. Yes. And then it's a lot. It's still like super inexpensive. Oh, shoot. There is one that I really like that's by um, Global Infusion, and I can't remember Oh, the Rock, name. Paper, Scissors. Yep. Yes, of course. Got one of my dresses there that actually worked for a maternity dress later on, and it was fantastic. So, yeah. I think it was like 13 bucks. So. I love it. Yep. Well, super yeah. fun to hear about your favorite things. So, mm-hmm. your upcoming events, the, the next one is yes. the Positive Portraits. Yeah. So, tell me about that. 
So that one is actually this week, and it's um, Friday the 1st. We're kind of doing it for Avenue for the Arts because we, another job that I have as a photographer, and our studio is right downtown on the Avenue for the Arts. But that is going to be, um, people come in, we'll have wine, we'll have snacks, and we're going to kind of have like a mind and body exercise given by Connie. Cool. Um, and then we will go into me photographing, like just a very positive, um, self-affirming portrait of people. And it is, um, it's come and it's donation based, so you can come and donate what you can. We say suggested donation is twenty five dollars, mm-hmm. but that money will go towards um, our next event to help fund it. Cool. And so that is yeah, June, Friday, June first, from six to eight. Awesome. And that is at the People Picture Company, which is located on Division. It's 62 Division Avenue South, Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49503. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I know we've got some people registered already, and it's it's very la- laid back, and it is supposed to be just, like, relaxing, recharging, and positive mm-hmm. um, while also helping raise money to just provide other good positive body image events yeah that's awesome I think that sounds amazing um and then the next event after that is a screening right yep that is the screening it's an encore showing of the illusionists that we had shown at our conference in March um so people who could not attend that day you get to come and see the movie that we showed Mm -hmm. um and that's going to be hosted at the um UICA and it'll be on June 13th, again at 6, and it'll go from 6 to 8. It's an hour and a half movie. We only showed the 50-minute version at the conference, so you, even okay. if you went there, you're welcome to come again and see more of the film. Um, it's only $7 for the movie, um, and it'll be a lot of fun. We are still taking sponsors for that event, too. There's all different levels, but just to help with the venue costs and the um, licensing of the movie and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, and each sponsor gets to be in our little swag bag that we give out to everyone so they can see that you're a resource for this type of thing So, and hopefully Very connect cool. with you. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, I will do my darndest to get this episode out oh. so that people can hear about this. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Don't worry about um, the first event. That's but it's relaxed. so cool. Um, so people need to go. Um, so I will do that. Those both sound amazing. I love the work you're doing. Thank I'm so you. grateful that you are blazing this trail because I think people will light up behind you it's just the heart it's like you said it's hard going first but I think you'll as you've already had people are like yes yes we need this and they kind of join hands with you so that's awesome thank you thank you thank you for taking the time to talk to me today thank you for your time today so awesome like clearly one of the coolest girl bosses you've ever heard. I just love it when women see a need and just go for it. Create the change or create the business or create the movement that they see a need for. And Brie didn't know exactly what to do or how to do it. She wasn't an expert in activism or body image or any of that. She just did it. It's so cool. And remember my friend, Christine Mwangi, I interviewed her a few episodes back. 
She said that you never know who is waiting for you to pursue your dream or your calling. So you have to do it. It matters. It matters to someone out there. And so you just got to do it. You don't know who's going to be listening or who's going to be watching. The other thing that struck me about our conversation was just the fact that body positivity is such a thing now. I was just at Target, um, and they have various sizes of mannequins now. The sizes are all kind of more integrated. I have a friend who sells Stella and Dot, and they have a new line clothing line that comes in a wide range of sizes, so they have models in a wide range of sizes, and they're not alone. There's a lot of mainstream companies that are getting on board with this, and I realize that that means they're you know selling more stuff, so it's not totally altruistic on their part, but I think it still matters. It still is in the images that are, um, women are seeing. So I think it's all wonderful. And as I said in the intro, I have had a negative self-image for as long as I can possibly remember. I clearly remember thinking that I was fat when I was like five years old. I was a little tiny peanut. I'm also a mom to a daughter who is one of the most confident girls you will ever meet. She has confidence in spades. So I hope that my evolution as a person, which has happened, I you know I have my days, but it's a, certainly a lot better than that five-year-old little self. Um, so my evolution, along with the work of people like Bree, created that shift from my childhood to my daughter's, and I just think that that's amazing, and I hope it will just keep going in that direction. Just a reminder that the show notes are full of great resources. I know I mentioned it in the intro, but I'm truly, there's so many cool things that I've learned about, and I just want to pass those along, along to you. You can find me on Facebook also at Taking the Middle Seat and on Instagram at Andrea Beck Lunsko, no hyphen. And if you love these interviews, share away. Tell people how to find the podcast. Show them how to find it on their phone. Show them how to listen. It's like a non-awkward It's just the best thing to share. It's so cool. You guys, I love doing this, and I will be back so soon with another episode of Taking the Middle Seat.